everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. And boy, were they crazy. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the grumpy mouth. Ooh, someone's upset today, huh? I'm fucking angry, guys. I'm so sorry. But before we start and get into basketball, I need to say one thing and one thing only. Fuck Spectrum as an internet service, a stadium, and a conglomerate as a motherfucking whole. I fucking hate them. Whoever has them, fuck them. Get on Verizon. They're just as shitty, but fuck Spectrum. And let's get to basketball now, please. That I couldn't watch because my fucking spectrum was out. Let's go. All right, let's get into it, shall we? We don't have that many stats today. Our internet is down. But guess what? We roll with the punches, man. We got a show to deliver. We got a show to deliver. So Malv did not catch the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks game six yesterday. Side quest. We've got ourselves a side quest. It was also my mom's birthday, so I also didn't watch that much of this game. (laughs) Happy birthday, Mom! Happy birthday! I did catch important highlights, important pieces, and we can go ahead and talk about what I did see. First off, I predicted this, Mal. (laughs) I said Bucks in seven. You said yourself. It's still not over, man. Nets in seven. They fucked up during this game. I had to do it old school and read it out the paper. (laughs) At the paper, at the paper. Yeah. But I said it after game five. I was like, this is for the Nets to win, man. Like, KD went phenomenal. 49 points, 17 rebounds, I think 10 assists. In 48 minutes, a a whole game, bro. He he scored more points than he played minutes. Incredible. And same with Harden. He didn't make any that game, but he threw 46 minutes. And honestly, I felt it. I thought they were going to take that energy from that game and come and show up last night. But, yo, it's showing that. Fucking Durant can't do everything, right? Well, look what happens. Brooklyn has been playing small all season long. They're getting exploited. I don't know why DeAndre Jordan's not playing more because he is a pretty good center. I know he's at the tail end of his career, but it's game seven. That's what's going to happen. Breaking news, actually, breaking news. Kyrie out of game seven. No. Kyrie's out. My God, bro. What did I say? I said (laughs) Bucks in seven. We don't even know yet. (laughs) We don't know this yet because finally Giannis... Fucking plays the way he should more in the fucking post. Even then, man, he's still not even playing like a real center. He's still getting scared. So I still feel the Nets have options against this team. It's just that they all have to play on all cylinders again. And that's the difficult part. Steve Nash, very much like Dan Tony, where he keeps a very short lease in the playoffs, right? He was hardly playing anyone. Really? I think that's a confidence. Like... Like a lack of confidence, right? I think you, like, they. I feel it's like, yo, these guys are going to win it for us. You know, let's show them out. Let's do it. But you're wearing them out, too. And one thing we've learned from previous years is Harden, you can't wear him out that much because when it counts the most in two more series, hopefully, he might be gassed out. And you're telling me Kyrie's out right now for the— Well, Harden is still injured. He's still, like— Really, he's just a decoy, but he's still a decoy that still messes with them, man. A, like a very lethal decoy, mm-hmm. yes. And that's it, man. I honestly still think this is going to be the game seven. You're going to probably see another game from Durant. Another, I, I hope another 48 minutes, you know, just pure good basketball. Because that game was, I actually saw that game because my internet wasn't fucked up at the time. And 
yo, he did it like he did it in the finals the last two times. Like, that's it. It looks like, like he's not even playing professional basketball, man. He's just, like, in the zone. That's why he's called the Slim Reaper, man. There's some shots. I'm like, dude, you're fucking cold. The only thing I keep hating about you is your bitch personality, you know? Like, <laughs> straight up, stop being a bitch, KD. Stop being such a pussy. It's on Harden, too, to show up. Like, even if it's just that decoy, even with, I would say, I know it's going to be hard, but fucking flow it up with assists. You know, I don't. Who's I under want more them pressure? Is Bucks. No, no okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, yes. You're saying the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Yes. I agree that the Bucks, if they lose this, it's going to be very bad. But I'm talking about between Kevin Durant and James Harden. Who is under more Harden. pressure? I would agree because he is still yet to win a championship. But to make a case for Kevin Durant, he has yet to do this on his own as the leader. So you could make a case where, well, Kevin Durant's are quote-unquote not real championships, so this is his real <laughs> yeah. one. So that's well, just another thing. Honestly, to, like, I love the guys. I love everybody on this team. But like, would, wouldn't this still not con- be considered a real one? Why? Because Linking of the... up with Kyrie and then poaching and then the... Harden, really? Ah, right. This big three doesn't get a lot of mm. flack is what it you're doesn't. saying. It doesn't, but I think because like, they're all mentally – well, two of them are mentally weak, so people don't really, really talk shit about them. It is on Harden, though, and KD, too. Like you said, like you wanted to be that leader in OKC, right? You kept getting mad that Westbrook decided to take over. Then you left to the Golden State where you were option 2B, you know, 1C for real, but you should have really been 1A, you know, at the whole time, and now you should be 1A. He's been proving it. Oh, no, he's proved it, but same with the injuries, you know? He hasn't had enough time, and I would say that, him and Harden now have a perfect duo to go off on this last game seven and hopefully kill it in the next series while Kyrie gets healthy. I just wanted to say for Milwaukee, it's all about Giannis. Mm -hmm. Charles Barkley and everyone ripped him a new one and deservedly so when they were playing like that and they collapsed. And I saw it a little bit in this game as well. Thankfully, they did win this game, but Giannis had Landry Shamit guarding him, I think, in the third quarter. And instead of posting him up, he was just facing the basket. I hate that. And it's just like, dude, You're come a fucking on. center, bro. You're a center. I'm play sorry. it. I'm going to play hard and for game seven. I have to win. I will prove you right. I will do it in Brooklyn. Thank you, Malv. Thank you, Mowgli. You're welcome, Giannis. We're expecting great things. All right. Would you like to move to the next series, Malv? Oh, yes, yes. This is one of my favorite series. Philadelphia 76ers against the Atlanta Hawks. Dude, <laughs> right? Philly, <laughs> Philly. We couldn't even, oh man, I, we wanted to do an emergency one just on these epic collapses that Philly's doing. You are the superior team. Mentally though, what's happening? Doc Rivers? Breakdown, bro. Curse, another curse? Is he cursed? He's a curse? Who's the curse? Who's the biggest curse Rivers. out of them? Doc Rivers, Chris Paul, or the Clippers organization? Ooh, fuck. Well, the Clippers, it's, oh, the Clippers just spread it all. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's, that's what a, it is. It, is it started with the Clippers yeah. were the, with the host. Yeah. And it's spreading. Oh, gosh. You got to get vaccinated against but, the Clippers. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, God. they collapsed. They were up 26 points. Oh, my God. I think I was listening to, like, uh, an ESPN stat. There was, like, a 99.6% chance that they were going to win this game. Oh, yeah. I saw that, that chart. And they lose. You lose. Good day, sir. It's fucking crazy, bro. The last two games they've done it. And like you said, uh, one thing I love that Trey Young's uh, post-game interview after is like how confident we were talking it up. And I know every, the media has been talking up these young guns, right? Trey Young after the game was like, yo, we ain't got no all-stars on this team. We ain't got no defensive players of the year. We ain't got no MVP candidates. But you know what we do got? 
a team that doesn't fucking stop, bro. They're like, fuck it, let's keep playing. And then the 76ers, you were having 30-point leads, 20-plus. And then once it chips down to 10, I would be like, yo, something is wrong. It was wrong when it was like 15 <laughs> or something like that. It's just, with Philly, it's all about mental stuff. Ben Simmons, is he actually a liability in the fourth quarter? Oof. Dude, because and B two, bro. Okay, okay. With with Simmons though, Doc Rivers was like, "No, that's absolutely blasphemous." If you think I'm taking Ben Simmons out in the fourth quarter of a professional basketball game, you're tripping. And then after this, he kind of just like walked his statements <laughs> back a little bit. And I'm just like, "You got to hit your free throws, man." Both of them. And then in the clutch too, he missed his only two free throws at the end when they counted, bro. And like they said, what are those? Those are clutch time. That's champion. That's when you prove. Are you a championship? A I made champion. them when they counted. <laughs> I made them when they counted. Uh, we love you, Shaq. Yeah. Always. Thank you. But with that, like, I don't know what's wrong with him. This is going to be another crazy implosion. I wasn't, I was going, my heart's still going for the Hawks. Just going on this energy. They have to only just win one of the next two, bro. And they have home, home court advantage now, which is absurd to think about. Listen, we had mentioned that they had the same record once Nate McMillan came on as a head coach, remember? Yeah, that boost. Nate McMillan has a good-ass system. You saw it in Indiana when Victor Oladipo was the main yeah. focal point. Now he's replacing Victor Oladipo with Trey Young, and this is what they're doing, like what you said. No All-Stars, no Defensive of the Year, no, no, no none of that stuff. Pure basketball, man. Pure basketball. But, That's but, team basketball. Trey Young is good as fuck. <laughs> he's good as fuck, Yeah, though. he's good as fuck. But the thing is, man, like... You have to love that pure basketball, even if it's going back to Trey Young. But even if it's going like the play setup, even if it's going back to Trey Young, they're hitting every player with a pass. These guys are true professionals. They don't they don't stop in this series. And most likely, ugh, the basketball gods have not been shining on me this pre, this postseason. But like, hopefully, they let them go through. Man, that's gonna fucking murder Philly. <laughs> you know, Philly was predicted. I had predicted them to win this series. It's going to be a tall task, but play big and just mm-hmm. exploit Trey Young like what you guys were doing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, would you like to go to another team that failed to take advantage of their situation? Oh, yes. And that team would be the Utah Jazz. They failed to capitalize off of this Kawhi Leonard injury. My God. And Playoff P showed up. But Playoff P did show up, and, deservedly so, he redeemed his playoff narrative. And totally redeem yourself! They needed to win this game. Oh, for sure. They were done. I was watching him play. He was aggressive in his own Paul George kind of way. He's silky smooth, getting those and ones late in the game, and uh, he just kept his head down and worked. Very yeah. impressive. Very impressive. And like you said, they fucking needed this. Like, that was their lifeline. Because they're pretty much done without Kawhi unless... Players like PG step up. Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. We mentioned them a couple episodes ago. Breaking news. We mentioned Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann a couple episodes ago. We're going to mention them right now. Because these two guys, along with Paul George, literally saved the Clippers season and have now brought them into uncharted territory as a franchise. In the words of the great Ralph Lawler, oh me, oh my. If you are a basketball fan, this game had it all. For the Clippers, you lost your best player. Paul George just played the game of his life. He needs to do it one more time and he gets the help he needs with Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. 
while Terrence Mann's swag was just on another level in this game. 39 points, 15 of 21, 7 of 10 from the three-point range. Yeah, Mark Jackson said it best. Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. What the Clippers did yesterday. First conference finals appearance after 50 seasons without one. First team to erase two 2-0 two series deficits twice in one postseason. The first team to erase a 20-point deficit in a series clinching win over the last 25 seasons. They were celebrating like crazy in the locker room. And most people would be like, yo, it's just the second round. You still have the conference finals and then you have the NBA finals. You haven't won anything yet. But the Clippers did win something yesterday. This was such a massive mental hurdle from all of the stuff they've been through. The the Sterling era. Now you have Steve Ballmer with all this crazy collapses. And um, she kept working. For the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell said it best. He's shocked. This is going to eat at him worse than it did last year. And yeah, this should eat at them. They were the number one seed. They had Gobert, his third defensive player of the year. Mitchell, all-star. I don't know, man. I think you live by the three, you die by the three. And when I was watching them late in that game, they were dying by the three. They need someone that can establish a bit more dominance because Gobert is a defensive player of the year, but he is not someone you can throw the ball to in the post and get an easy bucket. Clippers were playing so small late in that game, and they just pulled away with their three-point shooting and their defense, exploiting Utah. I think what Utah has to do is explore Mike Conley's contract. I know he's a great player, but the best ability is availability, a la Kemba Walker. You guys got to do something with that. Wow, the thrill and the agony. You see the thrill for the Clippers, the agony for the Utah Jazz. This playoff season, man, bizarre as heck. It's what you love seeing, though. You love seeing the chaos. What's next for both of these teams? Well, the Clippers have a game to play tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns, minus Chris Paul. So it looks like momentum would be in their favor. They're a bit fresher as well. For the Jazz, we just mentioned what they had to do. Wow. We really live in a timeline where the Clippers can potentially get a parade where the Lakers did not get one. God help us. <laughs> okay, back to Malvin Mowgli. All right, all right. Speaking of a series of unfortunate events, Chris Paul. My God. What did this guy do in his past life to upset the basketball gods so mightily? I don't know, man. Like I said, he's probably a real asshole like everybody said. You know, like all his like nut shots and all his jarring he does with everybody on the court. Wow. Because this is sad. This fucking sucks. They just swept the damn nuggets. And we've seen it like him and Booker's like they were energized. They're on a roll, bro. And then they got touched by the basketball gods for having so much rest. To be fair, though, Chris Paul is just in COVID protocols. They haven't revealed whether or not he has the virus. Maybe he just came in contact with someone, right? Hey, it's still what? 14 days to wait? Yes, yes. You want to get him back there as soon as possible. No, and this is just bad luck, too, because I'm assuming with the protocols, he can't be with the other team members. He's not in there in the gym with them. He's not in there, you know, at least giving that veteran coaching. You'd hope to think they're following the rules, Phoenix is. I think they are. I hope so. A little bit of gamesmanship there. (laughs) But, yeah, you're so right, though. Like, this sucks, man. Like, he had a shoulder in round one, right, against the Lakers. Round that, two, fight! And now <laughs> they won. Round two was so easy. victory. <laughs> They're like, this is why you don't sweep CP3, all right? We're going to give you COVID again. Fuck. <laughs> but no, like, I, I feel bad for the Suns, man. I hope 
Devin Booker just is confident in the way he's played the last two rounds and continues it. There's two different ways I'm going to approach this. For the Suns organization, this is already a win. For Chris Paul himself, no. This is not the mission complete. Suns are just emerging. They got Devin Booker. They got DeAndre Ayton. They got Cameron Payne in the ass. So they have more time because they're younger. With Chris Paul, it's like, no, 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 we got to get you going. And then the fact that he gets injured and he's such an important player, it's like, dang, dude. It's a slight derailment, you know. And Let's hope it's not that bad. Yeah, I hope it's not that bad because, honestly, now I'm wanting the Suns to go at least to the fucking finals because they've been playing good basketball, and that's what you want to reward. Malv, I've been telling you this for years, and now it's about time I tell the audience. The Pacific Division's where it's at, man. That's where it's been at. Look at this. We got the Clippers. We got the Suns. We got the Lakers. We got the Warriors. Whatever the Kings are doing, <laughs> you know, they, they can't all be home runs. Right. Like, but four <laughs> out of five, those are, like, really good yeah. teams. All right, all right. I think that's a perfect transition for more injury news, right? Let's do the injured list. Well, we just got through all of those injuries. Let's go ahead and recap some of them. Uh, James Harden is injured. Kyrie Irving is out of Game 7. Mike Conley still has yet to play. Kawhi Leonard Damn. is not going to be playing Game 6. Uh, Chris Paul is in COVID protocols. And guess what? LeBron James knew it all along, <laughs> man. He knew it all along. He's going on a crazy Twitter rant. He was like, I knew this was going to happen, but this is what happens when the league wants to get the product out. It's all about player safety. This was definitely like the season of injuries. I, I, I think the story of 2020 can't be told without the 2021 season as well. Yeah, the if, aftermath. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. And uh, honestly, I saw an article on ESPN Plus today saying that they've highlighted that there was more injuries during the playoffs this year than I think there was in the last 10 years of the playoffs. And like you said, like it has, you have to consider the last season, the previous season, like what happened there. What happened? 2020 <laughs> was fire. It was a crazy season for so many reasons. Only our true fans will remember that. Shout out to our true fans. We did that to commemorate 2020. All right, side quest over. For this season of injuries, you have to look at the the previous season I'm with you with the bubble because a lot of the injuries are happening to the teams that were still in the bubble and playing far into the postseason last season. And a lot of them, I would say, are a little bit more of the older players, right? Do you agree with me? Or that have had more more time on their bodies, you know? More traction, more, yeah, on their wheels, quote-unquote, whatever. And that's what just sucks that, like, these are your main stars. And we're seeing it right now during the playoffs how it sucks. Our fucking team... Fucking two injuries, really one major one that blew us off. But, like, yes, it's part of the game, though, and we know this. And one thing, I love LeBron, but one thing I hate is, like, yo, we won the championship last year. Don't be talking shit about the fucking bubble and what happened. Everybody wanted to do this. I'm pretty sure everybody wanted their money. You know, it's just that because we didn't win or your teams didn't win that you have to bring this problem up. I, I Yeah, I can see it from your perspective, too. I think he was upset, and he just wanted to voice his opinion to his millions of followers. <laughs> And that brings us to our really cool segment, the All-Injured Team. So with the recent announcements of all of the All-NBA teams, the All-Rookie teams, yeah, that's cool and all, but this was a season of injuries. Right. So Malv and myself decided to come up with our All-Injured First Team. Malv, who would like to go first? We on Rochambeau for this? Let's let's do do it. it. Let's do it. Rochambeau. Scissors, scissors. (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I beat him. Rock beats scissors. Mouth, go ahead. I will defer. All right. I'm going to take this one easy out because I've been a fanboy all season. 
but my starting three are the Nets starting three. Those three injuries to KD, Harden, and Kyrie Irving, I say, are very detrimental because it didn't even get these fools playing fully together till the playoffs. And when they started rolling and gelling, fucking injury. And to cap them off, I'm going to put them with Joel Embiid for my center. And then I got to put Kawhi there for pure defense. And that solves all the problem. Defense and offense right there. Wow, Malv, look <laughs> at you. That's your all-injured first team. Yeah. All right, my turn. It's my turn. Is my team more injured than yours? Audience, let's find out together. For my point guard, none other than the person who was just traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Kemba Walker. My shooting guard hasn't played in two years. Clay Thompson. <laughs> totally. Oh, you forgot about him. I did, I did. I, told- <laughs> I knew you did. Thought he retired. <laughs> Captain Clay, right? You've seen those videos of him on the boat. So cool. My small forward, he's a Laker. It is LeBron James. LeBron James. He was not aggressive when it mattered the most in the playoffs. Man, did that suck watching. Fuck yeah. Ugh. My power forward, Kevin Durant. Nice, nice. I don't have to say anymore. He's been injured. And as my center, going a little bit small ball slash modern ball, Anthony Davis. So that's my team. Definitely big up, yep. Man, injuries suck. Straight up, bro. But I think injuries hurt my my team more, even though it's mainly one team. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. We'll see. Sis la vie. La vie. But I, mine would win if fully healthy against yours, even though I love it. LeBron Ooh. and Anthony. I know it. I got a fucking killing machine and defense. Let us know. Audience, let us know. Mogley at gmail.com or on our Instagram and Twitter. A couple more things before we wrap up. Coaches. Right? So many changes, guys. This is What have I been saying all fucking season? implosions implosions are coming they're coming i already predicted it for the celtics we lost brad stevens already they got he's now the like head of vp or some shit now they don't want to really lose him and tell him who else we got a majors we got so many well first off rick carlisle damn maps luka Doncic's coach resigned that's wild Donnie was luka behind this don nelson the gm he he got fired and then rick carlisle was like yo i don't know who this new regime is i'm dipping so, Jason Kidd was rumored to be there. Damn. Jason cool. Kidd back. is a very hot... On everybody's list Yeah, he's on everyone's list He's on list everybody's right list this season. Indiana, who else is he on? Washington, Portland. Portland. Like, he's on everybody's Scott Brooks, you gone. mentioned he's gone. Stan Van Gundy? Gone, and I'm sad about the, the like... Okay, let me just talk... I know we're short on time, but Stan, Stan Van Gundy, the one criticism I hate that I've been hearing is that he wasn't receptive to the new young players because he's too old-school-minded. It kind of reminds me of, you know, the Bulls coach uh, two seasons ago when he brought in the fucking... Uh, Punch clock? Yeah. Fred you know? Hoiberg. Yeah, you know, like that. It's like, dude, like with these new youngs, like I know you guys have like a new way of living, but like they're just trying to give you like some fucking work ethic. You know, that's how I feel. And like, yeah, maybe Stan Van Gundy shouldn't be yelling all the time, but I still feel he's a solid coach and he could teach really well defense, you know, and I feel like he could set you up for a good foundation to start in the NBA. But I feel like... A lot of the younger players just don't give him that chance because he's just like a fat ball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, injuries always play a part in New Orleans. Something always seems to go awry. Uh, I wasn't paying too much attention to them this year, but I just know Brandon Ingram did not excel as much as I think he he could have. I just always felt like Zion and him kind of butted heads because I had him as my fantasy team, and once Zion came back, like Brandon Ingram's kind of numbers dipped Dropped. a little bit, and he has he's been relatively quiet this entire season 
Okay, so those are some of the coaches that are no longer coaching their teams. Rick Carlisle, he has some Boston connections there. Oh, shit. There's you already think? some rumors, yeah? and that would be pretty cool. I, I think, you know, he's a very smart mind, and if he has Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, why not? Yeah, you can figure it out and finally yeah. have, like, a really good one-and-two punch instead of a one-punch-and-a-half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Al Horford is now going back there, too. I always like Al Horford as a Celtic. He's very solid. He just seems like a good all-around player that the Boston Celtics need. They need a good center. Going back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we said Terry Stotts last week. Yeah, dude, coaches, coaches, coaches. There's opportunity. Right, and let's see who gets them. Give my boy Mark Jackson a job. <laughs> <laughs> last thing before we're going to go, some designated Lakers talk. Yes. Finally. Positive Lakers talk. <laughs> yes. We know the season has ended for the Lakers, but guess what? This is combining what we do, basketball and movies. It's just been announced according to Deadline. Mindy Kaling is teaming up with Jeannie Buss to produce a Lakers comedy centered around their front office. That should be fun. I like it. Like, an office mixed with, like, sports would be dope. And I think what's crazy, too, is, like, now that fucking Showtime is having a Lakers Showtime era drama. It was Showtime or HBO? One of them. I One of them. I want to... I hope it's HBO, but I really think it's Showtime. I know what you're talking about. It's, like, the drama where it's, like, Showtime era basketball. Yeah, so, like, that'd be cool and, like... Honestly, to get some good basketball shows, because, like, the last really good basketball show I saw was, like, Hang Time on, on NBC. I thought you were going to say City Guys. <laughs> C-I-T-Y. During the same block, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so this is really cool news. The Not door bad. is opening up, man. Right, the door is opening up. We got to get in there. We're, we're, get we're in climbing there. our way up there, dudes. And uh, that's what we're super excited about. We just want to share that cool news with all y'all. All right, that seemed like some great positive news for Lakers talk. Guess what? We have more positive news. Because, Malv, we just passed the 11-year anniversary of the 16th championship. My God, it's been that long. Wow, I remember <laughs> that day. Like, it was yesterday, though. I was on my couch eating fucking Buffalo Wild Wings in my Gary Payton jersey. Yes! <laughs> If you guys saw our Instagram post, I was watching it at a Thai food restaurant. No. Shout out to Thai Plate. Been going there since I was a kid. It was also my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. My sister and all of us were all there, and we just went crazy when they won. It was such an epic game, oh, epic yeah. series. Wow. Fucking against Boston. Yeah. Redemption at its one. finest. One thing I hated of that, like, that could have been our third cap, bro. If we only beat them the first time. We were so close. But this was another good one. I know, like, Kobe really wanted it because he – was a fan of basketball as well, and he knew that the Lakers-Celtics rivalry was something, and that for that three-year season stretch, it was nice that we got to at least live, like, uh, fucking good teams in it, you know, instead of, like, the early, late 90s ones. Those were great memories, and I still have my shirt. Remember, I still wear it all the time. It's the starting lineup of the oh, 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. The starting lineup of the 2008 Celtics, and they're crossed off in purple and gold. And then in Lakers font, it just says revenge underneath. Active, right? That's where we wanted to get it? We got it at the yeah. active in El Segundo. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, remember. You remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was sick. That was sick. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then one more thing before we wrap up. Concerning Team USA Basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Olympics are coming up. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Tokyo. Are we going to do like a Tokyo special? Yeah, we're going to definitely do an Olympic special if they actually go through. I know volunteers were kind of withdrawing. Damn, I know that. Tell us. (laughs) I I still don't know what's going on with, with the fans. They're mentioning it might be a fanless Olympics. But Devin Booker has committed. Damian Lillard has committed. And Draymond Green has committed. To quote the great Kendrick Lamar... We going to be all right. <laughs> Whoever signs up for the Olympics, I think we're going to be great. Devin Booker, solid. Dame, it feels like it's his Kobe-type season. 
where he got eliminated and then he used the Olympics to build himself back up and Ooh, then he's going to enter this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Redemption. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And the, the only thing I don't like is waiting for those fucking like two, two in the morning games like last time. I'm pretty sure the hours are going to be messed up, but like it's always good basketball. And especially when we USA like ruins other I love countries. It. I like, love I it. Love- I just yeah I hope because um, I'm also a hashtag cord cutter. Uh, I'm just not sure where I can stream all of this stuff. I think they'll NBC and NBC shit. stream NBC. Yeah, they'll they'll make it easy for all of us. I think they'll make it easy. I'm excited. I love the Olympics. Yeah, I do too. It's always fun. Basketball, swimming. That's where I watch all the time. All right. Last thing before we go, we got two games going on tonight. Who do you got tonight, Mal? 76ers or Hawks? All right, time's up. <laughs> the Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. All right, Jazz or Clippers. <laughs> Jazz, Jazz, they need it. The Jazz needs to win this one. All right, I'm going 76ers and Jazz as well. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And that's going to conclude this episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording these. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, please rate us five stars. One more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. Malv, anything you'd like to add? Yeah. Fuck Spectrum. All right. <laughs> we'll be back here next week, regardless of internet connection, because we love playoff basketball.